all the prophets, Daniel is the most explicit in how and when God's kingdom is going to be established. The people of Israel, they weren't just looking for their return to the promised land, but they were looking for God's return to his people as king and ruler of all creation. And Daniel 2 gives us an idea of when we should see God acting again. Daniel chapter 2 takes us to the high court of Babylon. We have their king Nebuchadnezzar, the one who destroyed Jerusalem and the temple, and he's had an interesting dream. We see dreams as funny, maybe sometimes scary experiences, but the ancients saw them as messages from the divine. The only problem is figuring out what they mean. So starting in verse 2 and 3, Nebuchadnezzar calls for all the wise men, the magicians, the mediums, and the sorcerers, guys who were known for being able to peer into the divine. And he doesn't just want them to interpret his dream. He wants them to prove their credibility by having them know what his dream is before he even tells them. In verse 5, the king replied to the Chaldeans, My word is final. If you don't tell me the dream and its interpretation, you will be torn limb from limb, and your houses will be made a garbage dump. And again in verse 9, If you don't tell me the dream, there is one decree for you. You have conspired to tell me something false or fraudulent until the situation changes. So tell me the dream, and I will know that you can give me its interpretation. So Nebuchadnezzar is a smart guy. You don't get to be king of one of the world empires for nothing. Anyone can hear about a dream and probably come up with something creative or inventive and give it some sense of meaning or a message. But only the one who can recount the dream without being told what it was in the first place, that's the only one with any credibility. So the magicians, they just give up the ghost and they tell the king in verse 10, no one on earth can make known what the king requests. Consequently, no king, however great and powerful, has ever asked anything like this of any magician, medium, or Chaldean. What the king is asking is so difficult that no one can make it known to him except the gods, whose dwelling is not with mortals. If Nebuchadnezzar wants to know the message of his dream, he'll need to find someone who can talk to God. The mediums, the magicians, they say this is way above our pay grade. And so that's where Daniel enters the scene. Daniel was a Jewish man who was taken captive from Jerusalem and trained by Babylon to be a government official. When you subjugate another nation, it makes rebellion less likely if you put some of their own people in positions of power. So Daniel, he hears about Nebuchadnezzar's dream, and he also hears that the king is about to kill all the wise men, including Daniel. And so after a request for patience and a night of prayer, Daniel comes to Nebuchadnezzar to make known the dream and its meaning. The dream is actually pretty straightforward. In his dream, Nebuchadnezzar sees a great and terrifying statue. It's assumed to be a man, and it has a head of gold, its chest and arms are of silver, its stomach and thighs are of bronze, and it has lower legs of iron with feet made of iron mixed with clay. As impressive as the statue is, it's undone by a simple rock. It's completely crushed by a stone that seems to be cast from out of nowhere. Daniel is also able to tell Nebuchadnezzar the interpretation. Starting in verse 36, we're told that each part of the statue represents the coming world powers. The gold head is for Babylon, current ruler of all the ancient Near East and essentially one of the greatest world powers of its days. But Babylon is eventually going to be followed by three other kingdoms, making four in total. It's during the days of this last kingdom that God is going to set up his kingdom, and only then would Israel be able to say that God has come back to his people. So the book of Daniel is making a pretty bold statement. It gives us a fairly precise time marker for when God's kingdom is going to appear. Does history vindicate Daniel chapter 2, though? Or was Nebuchadnezzar simply dreaming? Well, Babylon, we're told, is the first kingdom and the head of gold. 
After Babylon, the next world power to come up would be Persia, ruled by Cyrus. There's the silver. And then Greece, ruled by Alexander the Great. There's the bronze. And finally, Rome. The iron and iron mixed with clay represent that final world power. It was during Rome's rule that we see a certain man named Jesus beginning to preach in Israel, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. The statue was big, rich, and terrifying, but it would all be crushed by an unassuming rock. <laughs>